You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! Happy Tuesday, folks. It's your host, Al Mega Pacatusepa. That's right, it's another Comic Crusaders Podcast. And I'm continuing the journey to talk about indie. Every week, past few weeks, we've spoken to awesome independent comic book creators. And today, yet another future legend in the making here. I mean, he has this awesome press release that he has some names being dropped that were loving the title. I mean, you're going to find out, you know, what the scores of JC means. Yeah. Amazing. Is The book is called My Monkey's Name is Jennifer. It's going to be dropping on the Kickstarter, all right? And I'm happy to have the creative mastermind behind this awesome, fun book, the one and only Ken Hudson. What's up, brother? How are you? <laughs> that was some intro, man. Thank you. <laughs> it's my pleasure, man. Anytime I hear hanging out with some cool indie creators, man, it's just I, I feel the energy. You feel me, brother? So how are yeah. you, Ken, man? Where are you hailing from, brother? Where are you from? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm from originally New York, but I've been in Charlotte, North Carolina since 2017. Okay, so you remain on the East Coast, man. And so yeah. where in New York? Uh, Long Island. Okay. What is it with creators? Everybody from – what happened to my Brooklyn and Queens people? Come on, guys. <laughs> Couldn't afford to live there. Uh, apparently, apparently. I got, I got, I grew up in Brooklyn, you know, and I, I know several creators, but anytime lately I've spoken to creators, oh, we're from Long Island. Long Island. I'm like, wow, Long Island is, I guess, uh, a very talented place, huh? <laughs> and, and then we try and get out of there as quick as we can. <laughs> Don't we all? Because it's goddamn expensive, let me tell you. No joke. Yeah. So talk about your origin into fandom, Ken. It's like, you know, you're in New York. What was your first taste of fandom? Like, what was it that led you to say, okay, this is going to be the rest of my life? <laughs> I mean, like, I've been reading comics since I can remember and drawing, too. Um, the moment that clicked in my head, I was, uh, I was living in an apartment building, and my upstairs neighbor came down to jog, and he stops, and he's like, Ken, are, are you reading a comic? And I said, yes, Mr. Kurt, because I'm very polite. Uh, and he ran back upstairs. He's like, hold on a second. And he came back and dropped a huge box of comics. He's like, these are all for you. And I was like, oh, yeah. This is the best day ever. <laughs> when I was at a neighbor like that, please tell me he dropped you some crazy gems in that box. Uh, it was it was awesome because it was all before trade paperbacks were a thing. They used to collect them in like little paperback size, like usually black and white. So I would even color them in too. So that's oh how gosh. I got into Word. Daredevil and Batman and X Men, um, all that stuff. Just thick books ready for me to read. Wow. Man, I wish I was blessed like that. Damn, as a class, I, 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 I would have been crazy. Awesome. So, what, what was the character that first, you know, that that your eye went straight to? You're like, okay, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, I catch a lot of shit for this. Um, also, I hope that language wasn't. <laughs> it's um, all right. <laughs> my boy Aquaman. Ah, um, okay. I don't know what it was. It was something on the Super Friends cartoon. Uh, maybe it was the orange shirt, green pants combo. Um, but Aquaman was always cool for me. I like Aquaman, but my favorite iteration of Aquaman is from the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon. Because he was <laughs> yeah. so smug, but I loved it. I mean, you know, what I mean? it's like he would talk the talk, but he's walking the walk. You feel me? You know, that's what I love about that version. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was great. I love, and Aquaman is, is a old character. It's just, you know, 
throughout its, his history, if you will, so many changes, and then nothing really sticks, you know? We had, uh, yeah. remember back in the day, he was missing a hand, all of a sudden, you know, DC kind of reboots, hey, his hand is back. Miraculously just grew back. Apparently, there's a lot of algae in the ocean that could, you know, make you grow back your limbs. Don't forget, too, he had a dumb magic water hand in between. Because <laughs> like, as an Aquaman, I'm like, come on, just, just let it grow back and let's move on. Like, please, right? Well, did you write any letters? DC, please bring his hand back. <laughs> Nobody cares how it happens. He'll put the glove back on. Like, oh, something seems different. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Uh, too funny. So let's talk now, you know, when you first started taking that creative journey, you know, what was those first initial steps like? Uh, I mean, I was in all the smart classes in high school. I was a big nerd, um, which is why reading comics, my parents were happy. Like, oh, his vocabulary is so good. Like, well, how did this happen? I guess it's the comics. Um, and studies have shown, like, if you read comics as a kid, your vocabulary is at least two grade levels higher. Mm, uh, because that would explain why I did well in English. Excellent. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so I would draw, like, notes and stuff. And then uh, I was working in a movie theater, and one of the other managers was like, so you draw pretty well. Have you ever heard of School of Visual Arts? Um, it's a school arts school in Manhattan, and it's taught by, like, some of the programs are taught by, like, Klaus Janssen, Walt Simonson, Ooh. Joe Orlando. Um, John Paul Leon and Sean oh. Martinborough are graduates. Um, yeah. Uh, so I checked wow. it out. I'm like, this seems awesome. Also awesomely expensive. Um, but yeah, that's where I, I made that jump from high school to college. And I'm like, and that was my first real experience with Manhattan too. Oh, wow. Really? So yeah, uh, man, I, I was in Manhattan since I was made 15, 14, you know, going up and down to the old school arcades, you know, pre Giuliani days, folks. <laughs> when it yeah. was fun. When it was fun and dangerous. <laughs> I mean, now it's, you know, it's, it's just pretty and it's still dangerous. I know New York is bugging out right now, unfortunately. Yeah. You know? So, all right. And so you did the school thing. And, and how did that go? Was it something that you expected in the process? Did you learn a lot? Did you, did you feel it was needed? Did you just do the basics? Did you even finish? <laughs> uh, it's funny. You, I'll start with that last one. Uh, my advisor's like, can take a look around because I, uh, I got hit with like a, a huge financial issue where I thought I was going to oh. take time away from school. And my advisor was like, Ken, he's like, 30% of your freshman class are not going to be here next year. He's like, all the feedback I hear from your teachers is that you're a worker. You're absorbing everything they throw at you. Uh, he canceled the rest of his appointments that day, marched me down to financial services. And he's like, I need to speak to your boss because Ken needs to stay in school. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so after like four hours, um, I got a few grants, a couple of loans, um, and I was able to make it through um, working wow. full time and stuff. God bless people like that, brother, that just yeah. believe in you that much. They say, nah, brother, if, if you're going to let go, I'm not. And, and it's, listen, that's inspiring. I love that. Shout out to, to, that, to that individual. Yeah. Yo, uh, Mike Farnham, thank you. I remember you still. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's weird because. I assumed you go to the college, you were there to work hard, especially yeah. for an art school. And so everyone there was the best artist of their high school. And so many people just treated it like lunch. Um, especially after the first year, like people stopped putting work up with critique. So the teachers clued on pretty quickly who were the ones that really wanted this. Who was um, hungry. Yeah. So they made sure they were there to help um, with whatever, um, not just art stuff. like. You mentioned before some names like I can consider myself friends with Klaus Jansen and Walt Simonson. We talk about life things um, and 
that's that's amazing for me to say right now. Still, wow. I still haven't met Walt. Um, that's the one person I'm dying to meet. I've not had the the pleasure of meeting that legend yet. Yet, <laughs> that's a good one. And Klaus Jensen, like, how how did that all come about with Klaus? Uh, because I was a nerd in high school, um, I took ten AP classes and got eight of them accepted. So that meant I was the head of the line for my um, schedule making. And I didn't have to take any humanities, so I was able to sneak into Klaus Jansen's class in second year. Wow. And then third year for Walt's class. Um, I took them both a couple of times. Um, again, I worked really hard. They saw that. Um, they were very honest in their feedback because, you know, like if someone's not really giving their all, um, they're just doing it because they don't want to fail. Yeah. Great news. You're an adult. That's the response you're going to get back. Um, Walt and Klaus, though. Super nice, super determined to to see me succeed if that's what I wanted. Um, and they pushed me. Man, again, and you have these legends uh, pushing you, which is insane. Yeah. Because, you know, when it comes to the book, and we're talking about Klaus for a moment, you know, I understand that when you first showed him that Klaus is like, it's brilliant, it's funny, and totally irreverent. And, and, and apparently very happy that the world would now get the opportunity to, to see this book. How, how did that type of compliment feel from such a legendary creator? I mean, you're always anxious to offer your, your stuff up for um, showing. So like for anyone listening out, um, don't be afraid to show your stuff to anyone, especially creators that you admire. Um, and if you're at a convention, make sure whatever bag you're lugging around is full of photocopies with your name and contact information on the front of each page. Um, because that's how, those lucky breaks happen because you're handing it out to everyone. You're like, I'm sincere. Please give me any kind of feedback you'd like. Um, Klaus is he, his class is basically a boot camp for storytelling. Oh, wow. Um, I learned so much, which was great because when I went to Walt's class, it was very much like, all right, we assume, you know, the basics and you're ready to work. So what do you want to do? And Gosh. those two year to year to year back to back, was a perfect progression if you were ready to put the work in. Gotcha. And there was another creator that made a commentary about the book that had me laughing. So in the intro, I said we're talking about JCs. So apparently, this you gave you put this book in Peter David's hand. Yet another legend, folks. <laughs> and apparently, he gives it three and a half JCs. I'll let you elaborate. What did Peter David mean by that? Uh, those are the amount of times you said Jesus Christ while reading it. And he's like, the, the, the half was when he just looked at something that jeez. <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, his words are, it's utterly lamented. I have no idea what to make of it. And I look forward to it when it's published so that you can read it. And likewise, have no idea what to make of it. And I've seen the book. I have seen the, the art is beautiful, gorgeous. And you Thank know you. what? We're talking about this. So let's do a little tease because I want to start getting into the, the awesomeness of the book. Folks, check out this awesome video.
crazy monkey, crazy monkey, crazy monkey. Uh, hey guys, uh, my name is Ken Newton. That's how I say my last name, by the way. Uh, and I'd like to welcome you to the Kickstarter for my monkey's name is Jennifer. Uh, I am the creator, writer, and artist for the book. And people ask me all the time, like, what's my favorite thing about my monkey's name is Jennifer? Uh, and for me, the answer is very clear. It's immediate. Um, my favorite thing about my monkey's name is Jennifer is that I got to create and draw exactly what I had in my head, exactly how I wanted to. Um, and that's a pretty magical thing that I, I still treasure and and love today. Uh, for the book, there's a bunch of cool things I'd like to talk about, uh, starting with the covers. Uh, there are two covers. The standard one is drawn by me with inks by Klaus Janssen. I want to ink it twice because I had to learn things. And learning is good. We should all keep learning things. Thank you, Klaus. Um, the second cover, the variant cover, is by Walt Simonson. And it still brings me much happiness and joy to know that Walt Simonson got to draw my own characters. And both those pieces of art are forever treasured, treasured pieces of my life, and they're never going away. Uh, for the book itself, it is the first time everything is collected in one shot. So that is all the previously published issues, uh, the graphic novel uh, compilations and trades, short stories here and there, um, some new stuff, some behind-the-scenes stuff like sketches, some cover galleries. Um, yeah, so it's it's all in there together for the first time, which is pretty cool, uh, especially since this year is the 20th year since Jennifer Number 1 came out through SLG Publishing, uh, which means thank you again to Dan, Jennifer, Bob, and everyone at SLG for helping me realize this and help me get to where I am today. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, so all this is pretty awesome. I'm pretty psyched. I hope you can tell. Uh, and I just want to take a moment to uh, thank you guys for checking the Kickstarter out. Thank you for supporting it. Thank you for sharing it on social media because every little bit of help helps. Uh, and uh, cheers. Have a good day. So this is not even the first take, and it's almost 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, thanks, guys. That is hysterical, bro. <laughs> Thank was, you. I love the video, though, the intro. It's like, what the heck is going on? And a screaming monkey. What's going on? Screaming monkey. Oh, man. This looks nuts. And 20 years? At, oh, congrats, dude. 20th anniversary. That's amazing. So so why the Kickstarter? What made you decide now is the time to put all of this material into one awesome book? Uh, I mean, it's it's been out of print for a little bit um, and a little scattered, so... Now, with the pandemic, um, I was able to work on a comic book that I got to do in full color with my friend and uh, collaborator, Scott Brian Wilson. And then when that wrapped up, I'm like, all right, so what's next? And I keep coming back and back and back to Jennifer. So I started doing some sketches, some new drawings. And finally, I started getting everything together. Um, I'm like, I've never done a Kickstarter before. I've never put my own book together before. Um, I'm learning a lot. Um, oh, wow. So this is your first endeavor doing this dodo. Kind yeah. Of. Wow. Yeah. Good on you, though, man. You know, do you. it. Hell yeah, man. Don't be scared. <laughs> You're from New York, man. We ain't scared of anything, brother. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I've been, I've been fortunate, too, because a lot of my friends um, are comic book artists that have done this, you know, at, at various levels and involvements. So I have been receptive as much as I can to absorb any and all feedback, um, things they've learned, things they, they would want to try out. Um, 
yeah, man, it's it's been a very big learning experience. Yeah, man. I mean, there, yeah, folks, look, just stare at those gorgeous covers by two legends. I mean, damn, bro, you got these two to you know do covers. Wow, floored, bro. I mean, and again, for your rookie Kickstarter project, you you're already off like hitting the ground and and running like like Sonic the Hedgehog, bro. <laughs> I will tell you, uh, thank you. Uh, my buddy Jerry Mod just recently did a successful Kickstarter for the Monkey King. And he's like, Ken, the best thing you can do, uh, and Alan too, who hooked us up. Um, like, Ken, the best thing you can do is do as much prep work as you can right now because surprises always come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So how far along are you in the project for the Kickstarter? What's the, what's the reason behind the Kickstarter? I mean, is, is the book completed? Is it for printing reasons? Or oh, yeah. What are we doing here? Uh, so the book is all done. All my promo stuff is all done. Um, I just got to lay it out. So that'll be this weekend. Um, but for the Kickstarter, it's to cover um, printing costs, um, some of the extra stuff. I've, I really want to do it nice. Um, I want specifically because of some, like I said, some of my friends in comics, I've seen their choices in cover stocks, paper quality, um, the reasons behind all of that. So I, I try to absorb all that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. If, if I, when I do this, that's the road I want to take. Um, so you're like, I'm psyched. I'm psyched to get this in people's hands. Uh, I'm psyched to hold it myself. Um, yeah, I want to hold a book. I, I listen, I appreciate PDFs, man, but I always love me. A print. I'm, a print, <laughs> I'm a print man. You know what I mean? I, mean, I know I can see your background. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, why wouldn't you want to hold a book with artwork like this? And I'm a big fan of the black and white. So you're like, you made a fan of me already. I miss this so much. I was one of those early folks with The Walking Dead, that which was black and white. And I would yeah. tell my friends, hey, check out this book. The story's dope. Oh, but it's black and white. I'm like, you guys are such prudes. What's wrong with you? Next thing you know, two years later, it's like, yo, Al, you want to sell those books? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You asses, you got to listen to me when I speak. But look how gorgeous this is. So give us a little history uh, on uh, uh on the story so folks know what they're getting into once they put that money down for this awesome kickstarter uh well right after college a couple of friends and i were looking to do our own stuff and they all had ideas and i had nothing um so, <laughs> so when i took that awful train ride back from manhattan to long island i slumped in front of the tv and the best simpsons episode came on the one with mojo the helper monkey oh so yes i'm like i'll draw a story about a monkey but he'll be angry uh, and because drawing is the strength that uh, I build my writing on, basically I write whatever I want to draw. So I'm like, why is the monkey angry? Um, because the little there's a little girl and she treats him like a sister. She puts him in a dress. There's tea parties. He's declawed and neutered. Um, parents bonk him on the head all the time and call him bad monkey. Oh, uh, man. So, so he's just people, building up this rage, huh? <laughs> this rage he can't do anything with. Um, poor guy. <laughs> I'm already cracking up. It, it, it's just listen. I, I I've seen like cartoons with the same kind of uh, frame framing where it's a it's a, a a poor pet just getting dressed up. What was it? Wasn't there like a Looney Tunes cartoon like that that you kind of abused the animals and they were always trying to escape? <laughs> yeah. As it was a cartoon or something like that. It kind of made me think about that. And this poor monkey is just taking it, taking it, taking it. Uh, there's Looney Tunes stuff like that. I remember, man, like. Uh, I hear you now, brother. <laughs> uh, no, I, 
don't know if you heard that, but um, my computer just let me know, like, possible spam risk call. I'm like, yeah, just get that out of the way. Not too um, funny. <laughs> but, like, man, like, I drew a lot from Muppet Babies just because of mm. the weird adventures they go on. And, like, that, Ren and Stimpy, like, no, Looney Tunes, nobody cares why they're there. It's just, like, they're there, and let's go along. Oh, my God, Ren and Stimpy. I wish they would remake that, like, now, ASAP. I need that again. That, that was some good stuff. And the Muppet Babies, you're absolutely right, was definitely weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, weirder than everyone really remembers. Yeah, it is. I mean, people, take a look at Muppet Babies and y'all tell us what you think. <laughs> because, you know, again, as kids, we're like, ha, ha, ha. But when you're older, you're like, there's something really wrong with this. <laughs> I, hey, man, we grew up in a wild time. I love it. So <laughs> I also have this up here, right? Can you exp- what's all this stuff? What's the bony man? And what is your obsession with John Wick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll start with the easy one. Um, bony man is one of the characters in the comic. Uh, okay. He's a good guy. So he helps the monkey out uh, begrudgingly on both parts. That's a good guy. Yeah. He, he yeah. looks like, like not somebody I would trust. <laughs> Again, just like Muppet babies. He shows up and you just, you just roll with it. God. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, John Wick, man, like, I love Keanu movies. Um, and I remember when the first John Wick came out, it was like in the middle of February, uh, which is, it was early February because uh, when I go to the movie theater for my birthday, it's always shit movies. Okay. Um, so I was psyched to see this ish. I'm like, it looks kind of like basic. Um, it was 80-ish, like an 80s style, you know, one man army movie. <laughs> yeah. And what I really liked was every other cast member in there was basically cast like, one or two levels higher than what they usually get. And mm. they all brought their game. I mean, John Leguizamo doesn't have to crack any dumb jokes. He gets to be serious and punch the Gray Joy in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was not prepared for the opening scene with the dog. Um, and oh, it broke your I, heart. Were you okay? <laughs> I know I was like, the theater was not full. Um, like people were like, Oh yeah, I saw when it came out. Like that was not a full theater. I know we all like exhaled hard. Um, and when, like, when they came to, like, I see the blood trail, I'm like, you're going to tell me he made it. Oh, he made it all the way to Keanu. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a tough moment because I also am an animal lover. And I would tell people I would rather beat the crap out of a person than hit an animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's um, apparently, there's a website uh, called Does the Dog Die? And, like, you can look at it if you're not sure. Like, if you can't handle that, it'll let you know whether or not a pet dies in this movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Don't tell me that's your number one preference of websites now. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, man, like, I love, screen. All right. I love, too, like, how they build mythology and John Wick slowly. I mean, two mm-hmm. was very up and down, but three came back a little bit and did some world stuff, world building that I liked. And Lawrence Fishburne and Top, uh, you need to listen to me yell at you mode is always a joy. But, but come on, man. Oh, did you hear too? And I said, we're bringing up Keanu and Lawrence. I mean, the, the trailer for the new Matrix is going to be dropping this week. What? Really? Yes. Supposedly a trailer dropping on the 9th. Nice. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Because supposedly the next Matrix and John Wick come out next year on the same weekend. Ah, there, oh, wow. So Keanu's challenging 
you know, one of his big time movies. Look at this. John, will John Wick kick the new one's ass? That's that's the question there. I think we're all going to see them both at the same time. That would be. Hey, listen, I don't mind the matches. I love that series of films when they came out because I'm a big technology buff, comic book fan, sci-fi. When they came out, it was like up my alley. I went nuts over that. I, ah, I love it. Although, and we would have these conversations at my job. And when number three came out, I had this one guy. He just came up to me. I'm so disappointed with the series. <laughs> I'm like, why? Damn, bro, just live it up. It's fun. The comic books were dope too, and so was the anime that came out. I think they're doing more animation stuff too. Please, please bring it. That whole world needs to be explored because I always tell people that you could take the world of Terminator, have Skynet win, and it c- turns into the world of Matrix. Yeah. I mean, right? We lose, folks. <laughs> Stop well, creating for- AI. Anyway. Don't forget, uh, since we talked about Walt before, I just reread um, the Robocop vs. Terminator series him and Frank oh. Miller did back in the day, and Robocop is the reason why we get Skynet. Yep, bastard, right? Yeah. I love that though. Those stories, I mean, there ain't no better artist on Robo than, than than Walt, man. Let me tell you. And that story was wild too. I again, you know, mis- mixing those franchises to me is amazing. Yeah. I love, I love it. But folks, man, instead of talk we're talking about everything, but we also gotta keep the focus on this baby right here. My monkey's name is Jennifer. Wait, so the the monkey is is, is a boy? Yes. And and Jennifer's <laughs> poor guy. Okay. It was that was one of the first ideas. I'm like, oh, uh, he'll be a boy monkey, but the girl's not going to care. She just wants a sister. And the parents <laughs> are like, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's what made me laugh too. And Peter David's reading is like, why would parents <laughs> buy a crazy deranged monkey for their little girl? <laughs> Hey, it just happens. It's New York. Is it based in New York? That's probably one of the places that I know that this would happen. I mean, I, I grew up in households where people had alligators and ferrets and, and a whole bunch of, you know, it was an animal kingdom in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? There were always stories popping up when, uh, like, someone would get called to a house for whatever. And, like, so there's an alligator in this kitchen, and I'm not prepared to deal with that. We need to call somebody else. Don't mess with me. I'm in Florida, and, you know, this is, this is Florida, uh, you know, alligator country over here. I haven't seen one. The other day I saw a big black snake when I was throwing out the garbage. And let me tell you, you know, you remember the movie White Boys Can't Jump? Yeah. Right. And then I would see the seagull could see maybe Latinos can't jump. But let me tell you, I proved it that day. I almost jumped on the hood of my car in one single <laughs> bound. I was like, oh, snap. Not that I'm afraid of snakes, but I did not expect to see that. I'm Good wondering morning. why are these all these little lizards running around? And then I just look again I'm like, oh, no wonder they're running for their lives. <laughs> I'm, I'm next. <laughs> like no, stick with the lizards; they're easier. Yeah, please, not my toes. That'd be funny, man. Okay, babe, can you take this off my toe? No, <laughs> <laughs> she would have died. Uh, this is awesome. So, we're gonna do this Kickstarter is being done on the thirteenth, right? Release yes. to the world, into the wild, man. And um, is there any pre-launch sites where people could sign up to keep, you know, uh, on a reminder about them? putting in their dough on the 13th uh something i learned uh doing this that the 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 link for the kickstarter site itself um is the same thing as the pre-launch oh beautiful yeah i'm like oh that makes things a lot easier yes it Uh, does so folks there it is just go to that put your email in there and you're gonna be notified when this baby goes live because again how many pages you say this is gonna be it's gonna be over 200 jeez yo 200 
Honnit Beans. And let's talk about the, the pledges. You know, what are the, the pledge scales like? Um, there's the pledge scales for the, just the book. Um, uh, the Walt cover, I, it, the Klaus and I cover is 50 bucks. The Walt one is 60 bucks. Uh, then there are all kinds of add-ons. I have some, uh, single issues of some recent stuff that I did. You can add on, um, commissions. Um, I'm expecting, I'm hoping to get a lot of John Wick commissions. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> I can pretty much draw Keanu's face by memory at this point. Um, uh, I will have some new original Jennifer drawings available. Um, I have an option. If you just want to throw an extra 20 bucks to buy me a drink, I will appreciate that too. Yeah, and what's um, your drink of choice? <laughs> uh, before I moved down here, I was a vodka drinker, but now I am a whiskey bourbon drinker because apparently North Carolina makes a lot of it, and it's all it's all very interesting to to try out. So That's I'm adventurous. Yeah. So you're a New Yorker, a vodka man over there, and mm-hmm. so was I. I come down here, and I started going towards the darker stuff now. You know, I, I like me good cognac, though. That's my joint. Cavalier, okay. Nice. You know what I mean? Like that. That nice and smooth. Or uh, Dominican rum called Añejo. Oh, my God. I that. Bro. A-N-E-J-O. It will do you. It, it goes. It, listen. My father-in-law brought that for me. He was down here a couple of weeks ago. He said, hey, yeah, try this Dominican rum. It's wonderful. Let me tell you. I've never seen this man make a face taking a drink, but when I saw him make that face, I was like, you sure I should drink this? Yo. And he's like, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, go go for it. You know, I'm like, oh my God. Listen, I I swear to God, I think that most of my black chest hairs have now turned white because of that one shot. The the few that I have left. (laughs) Man, what would you recommend when it comes to that to that bourbon? What what what's a good one to try? From down here, uh, I've gotten partial to Old Foresters. Um, Rebel's not bad. Um, Four Roses, I like. Um, I mean, my all-time favorites are still uh, Oban and uh, McCullens. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Jot them down, folks. This is what's going to help you create stories about crazy monkeys or crazy animals somewhere. That's the Uh, truth. And for every introvert artist, if you're wondering how to interact with people and networking when you're getting a little nervous, um, a little liquid courage doesn't hurt. It's true. But I also like to follow 50 Cent's model. 50 is like, you know, walk around with that cup, make believe there's liquor in there. So put it with seltzer and just, you know, be the sober one in the room and listen to everyone. Yeah, do the Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and I'm trying. I'm trying my best to do that when I go out in the public. Now it's like, okay, it's true. You know, walking around with some salsa it looks. It looks like vodka anyway. <laughs> Don't ask for a taste. <laughs> but it, those are good things to do, man. But I get you there because that was a friend of mine. Uh, when we went to a con, he saw his hero, and oh, I don't know how to go up to him, what to ask. Luckily, it was one of those conventions where they have the carts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, come over here real quick. Take this kiddo. Man, let me tell you, after two of those shots, my man was like, where is he? I'm ready. <laughs> and a great conversation ensued and became friends, So, which is great. Oh, so, nice. That's what it is, man. Sometimes, you know, don't be afraid to step out your lane, man. It's okay. Yeah. You know, let, this is why I've created Al Mega. Al Mega is the extrovert, and Alexander Perez, which is my legal name, is the introvert. You know, at the home, quiet, just working. <laughs> this is the loudmouth you get to hang out with from New York. Yeah, kiddo. So... 
All right, so again, the project's uh, the 13th. You know, we, we, folks, you already saw that awesome video, all right? Sign up for that pre-launch. But you got to follow Ken on his social. We haven't, you know, he's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. And it's Ken Nudsen. Hey, I said it right now. I wrote it down. And I'm going to break it down phonetically. Nude-sen, all right? <laughs> it was like David Dasmochen. I never knew how to say that name. And I thank him every day because I looked at that spelling. How the hell you pronounce this? He goes, I know you guys are staring at my name like that. My wife broke it down. Yeah. This easy way. He goes, that small chin. And that's how you pronounce my name. I was like, oh, shit, thank you. And he was so cool. I met him, and then I don't know if you saw him on Suicide Squad as a polka dot man. Great on yeah. that, too. He was awesome. I love that. Way better than the first one, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Way better. Way I just, better. I wish, as, as I did enjoy it more, um, but, man, is DC really criminal, criminally wasting the really perfect casting choices they have. Yeah. Like Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Oh, yeah. She's perfect, and she's been in – like, this is a pretty good movie. Yep. The last Suicide Squad was awful. And I'm like, how long does she want to do this? I'm and like, hopefully, have- hopefully a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, and again, yeah, it's true. She, she's the forefront. I mean, if you read that story, Legends, I mean, she was yeah. every other page, and you understand what that mission is and what they're doing. Whatever, man. It's like you're saying, DC may be wasting it. Um, that's them. Let them ruin it. You know, you know what? It just makes more room for people to say, bye. Let me find out what my monkey's name, Jennifer, is all about. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. Because you guys are in the other future. You are everything. As I always tell people again, Big Two, yeah, they're awesome. They're definitely launching pads for people once you make it there. But at the end of the day, they don't got what you need. Folks like my man can got what you want out there, the fun stuff. I mean, if you have Peter David say Jesus Christ and cheese everywhere, you know, and Klaus Jansen telling you, like, this is you have to read this, then I think you better listen to these legends because this is a future legend in the making right here. So once you do this with my monkey's name is Jennifer, you know, what else do we have in the pipeline, Ken? Um Going through all these pages and rescanning them in, um, it's it's a nice revisit for a lot of stuff. Some jokes and drawings I forgot about. Um, so there was some uh, odd chuckling going on uh, in the studio. So you find yourself by. laughing every once in a while. Damn, I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I must have been in a good spot right there. Um, so I I do want to revisit that. Um, in the last year, I've done two two comics with. Uh, a writer that's now working on Pennyworth uh, for DC. Oh, nice. So I got to stretch hard on what I wanted to do in my drawings. Okay. Um, like I didn't think I could do this in comics um, for your friends that hate on black and white. They, this is in color. Um, it's with messy oil bars and watercolors and charcoal um, and harsh inks. So I think you'll still like it. Um, I, love I, it. I think once this is, done um i think as we move into the next year as hopefully COVID gets a little better under control we're in the south now we know that it's not right now um hopefully like publishers will start coming back around uh to conventions and looking at newer stuff because i know they've had to restrict their uh publishing lines just because they didn't know if diamond was going to be around oh god Uh, yeah diamond diamond screwed up so many companies i mean uh, you know and you know there's a company out there that almost just trying to blame them for why they ghosted creators for almost two years but whatever was that action lab 
<laughs> yeah, you you said the name exactly. They're trying to blame <laughs> blame you know Diamond as well as part of the problem as to why. But that doesn't you know I don't think Diamond controls your email, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. So whatever. Uh, so That's like, crazy yeah, stuff. We'll How do you wait? I, you mentioned that. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, working with a publisher that ghosts you know these poor independent creators of their projects, and then there was the case that we spoke on yet yeah and I web show where a creator you know, finally got a response and in order to purchase back, purchase back his creation, almost $12,000 plus any diamond shipping fees. How do you feel about a reply like that from something that was supposed to be created on? Uh, furious. Um, when I signed with SLG uh, for when Jennifer first came out, when they sent me the contract, I was, I had already reached out to people. I'm like, um, do you have any lawyers that can look at this? Um, it was all language I could understand. Um, the creators, including Walt and Klaus, they're like, this is incredibly friendly for you. Um, like, like everything was above board. The okay. only thing Dan SLG asked is like, we just asked that you do a couple conventions each year to help promote it yourself. I'm like, yeah, why, why wouldn't I? Of course. He's like, not everyone does. Um, they don't. I've gone to conventions and see, that's what kind of makes me sad when they just stay behind a table, their head down. And really, you know, they join their community, but at least have someone there bring attention to the. Don't do it alone. Like if you do a, a, a con, if you want to be drawing, that's great. But have you know your a partner there with you. You know your your lady, your 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 partner, your boy. You know, let that person stand in front of the table. You know, selling your wares. Yo, check out my monkey name, Jennifer. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, exactly. That's the way to sell. That's the way to promote and make sure that people are aware. Be, you know, we got that. That's what you should do, man, for real. Because that that turns me off so much and i tell them i tell them exactly i tell you yo get up man you know bring them let them see your awesome works you know wholesome art you know shout out to Henri cotman i don't know if you know him but he's a creator he does not sit down on any show he stands in front of his table his piles of books holding one come over here nice to meet you check out my book <laughs> like i love it that's that's yes. that's awesome standing that's awesome. up is key uh yes. because like if you're walking by a table you don't want to bother them and then if you make inadvertent eye contact um yeah like social media you can ask volunteers if you go in a different city for yeah. fans and stuff um but going back to ashen lab what really sucks for that is yeah not aside from people having to spend thousands thousand dollars for mm. shitty for shitty printed books yeah um the big problem with that is you don't get your your creation back as long as they're distributing it and comicsology counts so yes, they just keep throwing it up on there and they're like there were guys I was seeing in the, in response to Twitter feeds like nine years. Like I give up and that hurts to see. Yeah. Because one of the comments I had seen was what, well, action lab never wanted to be a publisher. They're basically, you know, picking up creator IPs, the IPs. So that way they could do something. And as you said, do tactics that make them hold on to that IP longer as if it was theirs. Do you think that, that that's something that holds true? Um, I'm scared that's that's the that's the new norm, um, especially mm. with Amazon having bought Comixology. Oh yeah. Amazon does not have the best track record in treating creators nicely or workers or anyone. Um so it's, I would it's suggest a concerning time. Yeah, like so anyone looking out there, look if you're looking to see um, if a publisher is reliable or trustworthy, man, like social media now is <laughs> past blooming where 
you can reach reach out to creators either on their page or through direct messages. We often, especially indie guys, we check this stuff all the time. If you want to ask me how SLG was, I will tell you nothing but the truth that it was the best possible situation for me. Um, I'm sure guys who have done uh, Action Lab will give you horror story after horror story. Um, well, I've asked, and you know, a lot of them, at least prior to a lot of the news coming out, because I was at MegaCon and I got to speak with a couple of creators there that were Action Lab creators, and you know, I see them like, "Hey, that's a new label. Why?" Oh, well, this is what happened, kind of, you know, but really can't talk about it too much. And, you know, one of them was that zombie trap. And at least he released a press release this week that he kind of got his property back, but it's kind of still a co-ownership thing, you know, but at least he got something back. And they didn't say whether or not he has access and rights to everything that's been published. Everything, yeah. He may have it back now, but like that old stuff, he may not have access to. Well, apparently Action Lab is going to finish the original run. So up to issue 54, whatever that was. And then once that's done, apparently it should go back to him for the Still Ill Princess label. Yeah, but like, like that's a long time best case yes, scenario. It yes, it is. Because again, we don't know what's going on with Action Lab. <laughs> so God knows yeah. when that'll come out. You know, again, it, it, it's sad. I, that, you know, Action Lab, I thought was doing great stuff. You know, fun stuff, fun comics, a little bit different. You know, some, some will mature. And it's sad to see how they screw creators, man. That's just not right. Again, we're here celebrating indie. And, you know, a shame on you for companies that take advantage of creators like that. You know, that's just not appropriate. Like, you know, don't you dare mess with my homie Ken right here because then you're going to incur the wrath. <laughs> but, like, on the flip side, um, the two Turtles guys, speaking about black and white comics, um, Laird and Eastman, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I remember – for the longest time, they were taking the money that they had gotten through Turtles and were doing at least two Zerik grants every year for indie comic creators. And it was up to five grand for each award where they're like, hey, you have a comic, uh, show us your business plan. We'll help walk you through it. And if you win for this year, we'll give you five grand and we'll be there to answer questions. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that. Wow. They were doing it for at least twice a year. I don't know if they're still doing it now, but they were like, Playmates gave us a ton of money we will never be able to spend. Um, why wouldn't we want to give back? Oh, that's beautiful. See, again, that's the independent spirit, yeah. folks. That's yeah. the spirit of independent right there. Like, I, you know, I made it. Now let me help you make it too. Exactly. That's the and, way this community should be always. Not, not beefing. <laughs> Just show love and support, man. That's all it takes. Yeah, and if anyone listening, like the next time you go to a convention and like you've got a portfolio, you feel confident because you've put work in, um, please, please put work in. Um, <laughs> if you go to a creator's table and you know we're not juggling eight things at a time, we'll take time to talk with you, go over and like and give you a real critique because that's something that helped launch us. Like someone, a creator we liked, wow. taking the time to give us a minute. That's all it takes. That's one minute. You know, yeah. and be and be humble and gracious about it, please. <laughs> Don't go there with no stank attitude. I see people have attitude. I'm the best, and homies trying something. I'm not. I'm like, yo, they're in the business. You not take the advice. Take the advice, folks. I love it. All right. So la- last point here, then, Ken. Um, what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned since you're a rookie and all this, and you know you're about to get it launched, and you know you have good people on your side. Bless you for that, man. But and you in this journey, what's the biggest lesson you've learned thus far in this whole 20 year journey, actually? Uh, 
it's not easy. Um, that doesn't make it bad. It just, it's an awareness. Um, you've, you've really got to want it. Um, when people ask like, what would you say? I'm like, you have to be able to say, I can't not do this. That's what's going to help you get through this. Um, there are going to be changing tools. Like Kickstarter is a beautiful thing now for indie people, mm-hmm. um, especially with lockdown where conventions are getting canceled left and right. And who knows? Um, but you have to put the work in. Um, you have to be aware and not take it personally anytime someone offers you something other than, wow, this is the best thing I've ever seen. You know, like if someone's giving you their time and like, hey, you know, learn how to draw left hands, don't take that personally. Uh, don't, don't, don't hide the left hand like Rob Rifle hides feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, remember, I remember an editor coming in to SVA and like, I can tell every single one of you what you can't draw by looking at two portfolio pages. Oh, and wow. the first one they looked at was a kid who was drawing a city scene. Like, oh, there's a city, right? Where are the cars? Where are the fire hydrants? Where are the people walking that aren't in costume? Mm. Where are the garbage cans? Where's the litter? Where's the street? Where's side? the roaches? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You go inside, like, because someone just posted, like, it's a shitty apartment. Where's the roach that the landlord painted over? Hey, oh, man. Dude. <laughs> I, listen, when I lived in Queens, I swear to God, there was an apartment me and my lady saw. It was a wreck. We're like, what is this? And I swear to God, I saw those little lumps on the wall. You're like, <laughs> you ain't lying, folks. <laughs> Don't New York ain't no luxury place. Don't let nobody fool you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, like, so people are going to throw things to you. Um, it's nice when it's good. Um, it's sometimes better when it's constructive. Yeah. Um, also, don't let someone be a dick to you and just yell at you and demean you and stuff. Because um, I know that happens to a lot of creators. Um, mm. That sucks. Um, and the people that do that should be called out for it, too. No, they but, should. Absolutely. But be ready to put work in. Be ready to think you have enough done. And then someone's like, all right, so you're ready for the next step. And you're like, I guess so. Uh, let me refill my aqua cup of water and let's go. Okay. Ooh. That's my last, that's my, this is going to be my last question. You said you're an Aquaman fan. I need to know, did you like the Aquaman movie? And are you looking forward to the sequel? Um, I like Jason Moore. He was not playing Aquaman, but man, was that movie fun. It was so good that my buddy David, who helped me out with the, the, the Kickstarter video. Thank you, David Choi. Um, he laughed at me. And after the theater, I'm like, what was so funny? He's like, you gasped twice in the theater. Once when Black Mana was making his helmet and it blew up and like, it's not big enough. He's like, it's got to be bum, 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 bigger. I was like, oh. And then when Dolph Lundgren swam over to uh, Orm and he's like, ah, oh, you're the king of the seven seas. And as he puts on a comic accurate helmet, because Marvel hates those. Yeah. Um, he's like, don't call me that. Call me as he does the villain turn. Ocean Master. Yeah. And he's like, I assume both of those are pretty big Aquaman moments because again, you gasped, and we all heard that in the theater. <laughs> Damn. Was that that theater that empty that everyone – was that quiet? Oh, everyone, only listen to Ken. This is his movie. <laughs> um, so I'm psyched that I think they just finished wrapping filming for Aquaman yeah. and the Lost Kingdom. So yeah. uh, I'm psyched they put him in the orange, yellow, and green right away. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I was very happy that it was full of color. Um, it was bright and – not gloom, not uh, Zack Snyder gray toned. Yeah, um, I like that they had the octopus playing the the drums, like in the cartoon. 
Um, I, I really enjoyed James Wan came out to promote it and he's like, he listed like all these movies he loved from the eighties and nineties. And he's like, you know, it's a hard director. He's like, yeah, I'm going to mash that all together and make this movie as much fun for me to watch. Good. Good. Uh, and in my view, he nailed it. I loved it. It's a fun movie. I'll still say that Shazam is my favorite of all of them. It's just, it was most family friendly. It was fun, you know, funny, you know, had its moments, you know, it, it was bright. And then yeah. I would say Wonder Woman, the first one. But that sequel, I was like, what is this? Sequel got real creepy real fast. Yeah, I, um, I did not like. I, I know like. <laughs> and the first one was great until the end battle that Patty Jenkins said she had to add on from the uh, the Warner Brothers, where mm. Wonder Woman's fighting Magneto with a mustache. Like, that looked dumb. Like, all of it. <laughs> he said Magneto with a mustache. Damn, bro. <laughs> I mean, would it be a magnetic mustache, though? I don't know. And I'm like, oh, this is why people with beards and facial... Like, like Magneto gets the gruff going. That's fine. But, like, any kind of beard or a mustache... Like, that mustache was ridiculous anyway. Like, And, like, that's all I could see for Ares, God of War. And I'm like, <laughs> that that dumb white mustache. Oh, that's all he could see. He didn't see nobody, just a mustache holding a shield. And I could see it. <laughs> you should do that, yo. My mustache name is John. <laughs> awesome. Yo, Ken, you've been awesome, bro. I love the energy. I can't wait to people, you know, listen, they're really getting a sense of your of your humor here and all. This is going to be so much fun when people actually get to pick up this book. Now, folks, again, where do you get this book at? Go over here. All right. Do the pre-launch. It's, it's, it's launching tomorrow. So just get that reminder going. All right. That you need to pitch into this fun 200 plus page book. All right. I mean, this is 20 years. Of comics right there, yo. This is Ken's, you know, passion and hard work. Like you said, he kept grinding and he has this wonderful product that's going to be placed in your hands. I mean, again, just support it. He needs it for printing reasons and all, and it's going to be in your hands. The book is done, right? It's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's done. There you go. See, unlike other I, Kickstarter I, creators, you know, you're going to get it on time, folks. <laughs> I, prom- I promise it is going to be printed in your hands as... uh We'll see what out what the mail wants to do, but like it's it won't be my fault. I'm promising you. And there you go, everybody. Please follow Ken everywhere on social. Uh, Ken Newton. All right, again, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, follow this creator. He definitely has a great head on his shoulders, and I see nothing but greatness in the future for the homie right here. So kudos to you. Congratulations again on 20 years, man. That that that's big. You know that you keep grinding and. And, you know, you have these legends that are supporting you and, and showing you love and guidance. So, you know, that Comic Crusaders is here for you as well, brother. Dude, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. This has been yeah. a blast. Nah, man, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for hanging out with me and just, you know, talking about the greatness of your project. And, folks, you know what to do. Everything's going to be in the outro. You know, I want to bring you yet another awesome independent creator on next week's show. But, again, stay tuned for that and who that will be. But follow my homie, Ken. Hey, remember, make yours. My name is Jennifer. My monkey's name is Jennifer. Yeah, kiddo. Do it. Later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 